It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Here's Jeff Parles. Welcome in. It's Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Parles. Alex White is alongside. We're happy to be with you as always here on this program. Two days before Christmas, a full slate of games. Alex, we got a lot to get to. We do. We've got the buffet, a lot of different yeah. sports. Well, Probably. not just that buffet that's over there. By the way, the uh, my chair, I, I, I obviously <laughs> grabbed the wrong chair this morning because I am just, I'm shrinking as we go here. So apolog- apologies to Sean and Ann in the back uh, if my shot Keep changes as we go along because th- this is, this is one of those that one of the one of the, we have two chairs that are built the same way in here, and this is the one that shrinks. So apologies uh, to our crew back there when my shot randomly changes throughout the show. All right, Alex, uh, let's get to it. You know we're going to start a little chronological here today. We have two NFL games, with a whole bunch of bowl games. We have uh, one really good college basketball game here in town, and a bunch yep. of Big East games. But I want to start get out of the way to Birmingham Bowl right out of the gate. Duke and Troy, you throw out the record books when the Trojans play the Blue Devils, for for one. But this is a weird one because Duke is down a lot of pieces due to the transfer portal. Of course, their head coach is gone as well. Mike Elko takes the A&M job, as we know. Uh, uh, Manny Diaz is the incoming coach. They actually had a good day in the portal yesterday. They got Malik Murphy from Texas, which is a pretty nice snag for that program to replace Riley Leonard, who's off to Notre Dame. Uh, But for this one, again, we saw... Duke without Riley Leonard this year was not pretty when he did not play. Uh, And they're taking on a Troy team that won a conference championship, an 11-win season, a really good Troy team on both sides of the ball, especially on defense, Alex. And today, that total sticking at 44.5 as we talk right now. Troy a a 6.5 point favorite. It's been as high as 7.5. And And that total actually hasn't moved the whole time it's been up. So it's been a pretty steady 44.5. Yeah, very low total. So I kind of understand the grabbing the points with Duke here if you got seven or seven and a half. But if I were to look at this game, I would definitely be looking at the under. Two good defenses in this one. You mentioned we aren't going to have Riley Leonard, and we saw Duke without him. It wasn't pretty. So I think the defenses step up in this one. Troy gave up an average of just 16 points a game this season, and Duke just 21. Um, You mentioned the season Troy had, and Eight and two ATS in their last 10 games. So very impressive ending to their season. Um, Should be a good game. I'm excited. Definitely would look at the total here, though, if I were to play it. Not touching this one here today uh, with Troy and Duke. Uh, Yeah, and this is is my bull season. Just not doing much of anything the whole way through. All right, Alex, let's uh, look at one more bull game here. Another one at the top of the hour. Arkansas State and Northern Illinois. Of course, Arkansas State just got off to an absolutely brutal start to the season. And now here they are in a bowl game and favored. Forget being in a bowl game. They're favored in a bowl game. As high as three, it's two and a half right now. Uh, that moved yesterday afternoon after our program ended. 54 and a half the total. This is, what is this? This is the Camellia Bowl? Yeah, the, the Camellia Bowl for this one in Montgomery. You see both of these games. Three bowl games in Alabama today, yeah. as we all expected. Uh, Birmingham, Montgomery, Mobile, the three sites today. But, uh, I, again, nothing for me in this one. And this is, again, not a particularly not a particularly fun matchup to look at on paper, especially with the portal absences on the Northern Illinois side. I agree. Very tough one to handicap. And don't really know what to make of Arkansas State. You mentioned it. Started off bad, but then found a way to get 6-6. Six and six. Here they are in a bowl game. But, 
minus three and a half point differential on the season and minus 70 yard differential per game. Huskies on the other side, plus four point differential and plus 48 yards per game. Is that enough to play Northern Illinois in this one, though? I don't think so. One and four ATS in their last four. So I didn't do anything with this one. Possibly jump in and maybe if I can get more points with the dog early on, but nothing up front. And again, just not the, not the greatest of games to kick off today's bowl slate. And again, there are a lot of bowls. We'll get through all of them. The game up in the blue turf. We have the uh, the James Madison Air Force game, which w- about six weeks ago would have been awesome. Yeah. Now, James Madison, a lot of portal absences. Uh, Signetti, of course, takes the Indiana job. Uh, so a little bit different on that. Uh, South Alabama and Eastern Michigan, again, throughout the record books when those two teams play. Uh, the game here today between Northwestern and Utah, and then uh, in Hawaii, uh, Coastal Carolina and San Jose State, an actual pretty interesting matchup where even though most of the Coastal Carolina team is in the portal, a lot of the guys are actually suiting up today despite being in the portal. Uh, even though uh, the way the line is moving this morning, there may be some more absences than we thought. Maybe they just took the trip to Hawaii and we're like, yeah, we're not going to bother uh, <laughs> with that because that's up to eight and a half behind us right now on San Jose State and Coastal Carolina. I want to go to hoops real quick, Alex, uh, before we go over to the two games in the National Football League. Butler and Providence, this is a Big East matchup. We saw Providence earlier in the week really take it out on Marquette. They beat them up in, in, in the dunk or whatever they're calling that venue now. Uh, now, Amica Mutual Pavilion will always be the dunk to me, folks. 10-2 and two, Providence. And I got to give Butler credit. I did not think this Butler team was going to be particularly good this year. And here they are. They win their conference opener at Georgetown. Yes, I know the Hoyas aren't any good. But you still want to know in Big East play with, uh, again, this starts a five-game stretch against, and this is, happens in the Big East, on the road to Providence, on the road to the Johnnies, difficult game, uh, hosting UConn, difficult game, as we know, at Marquette, Seton Hall, Five-game stretch against just really high-end competition for Butler, uh, a 10-2 team that I did not think was going to be much of anything, even though, again, at some point you would have expected Thad Mata to build the program back up from where they were uh, over the last few years. They're 62nd in Ken Palm. Right now, Alex Providence is 6, with a total of 139 in this one right now, up from 5.5 in the overnight. Interested to hear your thoughts on this one. I'm looking at Butler here taking the points. They have been very good this year. Like you mentioned, the beat Boise and Texas Tech. Uh, their first big challenge was really November 23rd against FAU. So this will be their next big one. Providence coming off that big win. You mentioned it over Marquette. They won 72-57. So six, maybe six and a halfs out there. Would you take the points here with Butler? No. No. I wouldn't touch this game. I, I The two best teams Butler has played this year. They played Florida Atlantic tight in that opener down in Orlando. It was a, a very high-scoring game. They got clocked by Michigan State in East Lansing. And again, that is not a Michigan State team that has looked particularly good up until that last stretch where they finally found it, beat Baylor by a lot last week. It's and they parlayed that into back-to-back blowout victories against Oakland and Stony Brook uh, to get to 7-5 and five with one game left in non-con before Big Ten play fully starts in the new year. I don't really like either of these teams. This Providence team, they're 41st in Ken Palm. Uh, they lost to K-State. They lost to Oklahoma. Uh, they did, again, they're coming off. They have two really good wins this year. They beat Wisconsin. 
who I think is a little bit overrated in the in the Ken Palm Torvik Landa thing. And they beat up Marquette, who I always thought Marquette's a really good team, a top sixteen team in the country, but they were never quite that top five rating that the pollsters put them at. I never quite bought that. So this is a nothing for me here because I don't want to buy Providence somewhat high, and I don't really like this Butler team. So we're gonna we're gonna avoid that one here. Uh, the kickoff our college hoops day, and then the other one, a, uh, technically it's a neutral site. It's a Rutgers home game. Let's not lie to ourselves. Even though they're playing in the building that their rival Seton Hall plays their home games in at the Rock in Newark. Today, the Prudential Center, Mississippi State, takes on Rutgers. The Bulldogs, a three-and-a-half-point, and yes, the neutral, their road favorite here today in this one. Uh, 130, the total. I do like the Scarlet Knights outright here, Alex. I Again, with this Rutgers team, it's been all about can they get enough offense? When they've gotten enough offense, they've won. Now, granted, you look at their resume, the three best teams in the Ken Palm in Ken Palm's ratings that they played, they've lost to them all. Lost to Princeton on a neutral. They lost to Illinois at the rack, and they, they were handling that game. Illinois might just be really good. That 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 just might be the case with the Illini. And they lost by 19 away. They've beaten everyone else on their schedule. No one else is Seton Hall's the only other top hundred team they've played. They beat Seton Hall in this building they're playing in today by seven uh two weeks ago. I main reason though that I like Rutgers more than anything is I'm not buying Mississippi State at all. I just look at who they've played so far this year. The best team they've played in Ken Palm this year is Northwestern. They beat them by nine. They beat Washington State, who's 66, beat them by 12. Other than that, the only other top 100 team they played is North Texas. And so I, I think this is just there again. And this happens with these, especially with some of these SEC teams. Mississippi is a Ole Miss. Chris Beard's team is a even bigger candidate of this. Where they're undefeated, and they've actually gone got down in Ken Palm's ratings as the years gone along. Mississippi State started, got as, as high as 18 in Ken Palm. They're down to 32. I, I like Rutgers outright. I think their defense, in a battle of two really good defenses, their defense wins the, game, wins the day, and they win the game outright as a small dog in a neutral site that's really a home game. That's funny. I was going to ask you the same thing because I was looking at taking the points here with Rutgers, especially looking at their strength of schedules. Rutgers has played a much tougher schedule so far. Mississippi State, man, they've got some tough games coming up here once conference starts. And the only thing that kind of eh, kept me off a bit, wanted to get your insight, is they are 5-0 and on neutral sites. So they have done very well away from home, but kind of just pointed out that's more to who they have played than them and how well they have done yeah i uh I, i'm staying off uh I, i'm not staying off this one staying off a lot of these college basketball today games today but this is the one that i do like hopping in on all right let's go over to the nfl alex the first game of the day in the nfl the cincinnati Bengals taking on the pittsburgh steelers mason rudolph uh, we've seen rudolph save christmas a few times before but a little bit different here today for the Steelers, I, I, you know, it's three. There are injuries on both sides as well. Jamar Chase is not going to play. We already know Joe Burrow's season is over. At some point, I'm waiting for the Jake Browning crash. It just hasn't happened yet, Alex. Has it? So yeah. We saw it in the first half last week, and he managed to come back and 
you know, get them that victory in the third quarter, fourth quarter last week against the Vikings. So I, I would say that was kind of the crash that first half. Oh, well, he still has played pretty well. Uh, even with that second half, he was great in the fourth quarter and that two touchdown comeback that they had. Uh, Alex, I am, I, I, I don't know what to do with this game. I, I think that I, I don't love the fact that I would have to lay a full field goal on the road with Cincinnati. Again, these two teams met three weeks ago. Pittsburgh won 13-10. Granted, it was a di- it's a different Browning today than it was than he was a few weeks ago. But I don't. I really don't know what to do with this one. This is a really complex game here to kick off the NFL Saturday. See, and part of me thinks this isn't that complex. We're making it more complex okay. than it is. Jake Browning's been fantastic, averaging over 300 yards per game since this three-game winning streak. And they have plenty of weapons. They have T. Higgins. We've seen him step up without Chase in there. And they also have Tyler Boyd and, of course, Mixon on the ground. So I think that the Bengals get this one. And I don't think three is too much. I did lay two earlier in the week. Um, The Steelers are just, they're a mess right now offensively. And we've seen Rudolph, that was his first attempt since 2021. Um, In 2021, he played two games, started one. In 2019, he played 10 games and he had 13 touchdowns and nine interceptions. So a little rusty for Mason Rudolph. And he doesn't have um, a very motivated offense to even be working with here no i look it's a steeler team that has fallen apart seven and seven right now after being seven and four and with two home games against two of the worst teams in the nfl coming up look like to be in premium position get to nine and four find a way win two of your last four get to the postseason instead now you're in the scenario where Again, this is a team where they need to win out and get help in order to get in. And they're not winning out. They're not if Baltimore needs that game week 18, they're not beating the Ravens again. And they play Seattle on New Year's Eve next week. I don't see Pittsburgh going to Seattle and winning that game. I, I just don't see that, Alex. So uh just really a scenario for Pittsburgh where uh, they they did this to themselves. And I know they were an overachiever throughout the year. We talked about it, negative point differential. I gained in all but one of their games through the first uh, 11 games. But when you get in that position, you got to find a way. And uh, and there's even questions of will Mike Tomlin be back there next year, which is a little harsh, but I think it probably is the right questions to be asked at this point. And the Bengals need this one as well. Their next two matchups, they play the Chiefs and the Browns. So, I mean, they're definitely going to be looking at this as a must-win game to hang on to their playoff hopes as well. So, yeah, I like Cincinnati in this one. Um, Pittsburgh can hang in there, but I think they pull away at the end. Steelers, again, three-point underdogs in this one against Cincinnati. Uh, This one gets rolling at 1.30 Pacific time, 4.30 Eastern for this kickoff. Uh, Just looking at the other game, and don't worry, we'll circle back when Vinny comes in a little bit later in the show. The Chargers and the Bills, the Bills 12 and a half point favorites on the road in this one, 44 to total for this, Alex. Uh, down from 14 is what it's open at, but it's on the ladder back. It was all the way down to 11 a few days ago and now sitting at 12 and a half as we uh, are a few hours away. Uh, this is a five o'clock Peacock only game in L.A. for this one. 
I know you guys talked about this one a lot yesterday and how the Buffaloes have really turned it around. Uh, three and one in their last four with that one loss in Philadelphia where they really had that game. They're averaging 28 points a game in their last five and giving up just 18.5. And against teams like the Eagles, the Chiefs, and the Cowboys. So that's really impressive here. I would only look at the Bills, but I did jump on the total. I went over 42 and a half. I don't even hate it at, at 44. This Chargers team has given up. When you see a team give up right in front of you during a game, I can't really see them bouncing back from that this week. Um, giving up 63 to the Raiders. So I think the Bills are going to put up plenty of points here to help get that over. I mean, They'll come out with some effort. I We need a few from them to help get over 44. But, yeah, only Buffalo here, and I like that total. What do you like? What, what total are you? Over. You're I went over, over 42 and a half. I still I think it's okay at 44 because how Buffalo's been playing and the lack of defense from the Chargers. Chargers, again, technically not eliminated. They would need to win out. Not happening. And get a whole boatload of hell help not happening. So they're they're as good as done. So only six teams officially eliminated from playoff contention, realistically speaking. Chicago and the Giants technically not eliminated. They're toast. Chargers, same deal. Uh you can throw the Raiders in that category as well on the AFC side. But now that means that the rest of the AFC, eleven of the, the sixteen, still very much alive in the playoff chase heading in to the final weeks of the season. NFC side. Uh, all but uh, the, the bottom two in the East, the bottom in the in the rest of the division. So 11 of 16, still very much alive as well. Uh, again, we'll get to Atlanta uh, maybe a little late, later today. We talked about this game earlier in the week, uh, but a little bit surprising to see where that number is on that. Uh, going to the college hoop side yet again real quick. Don't worry, we'll get back to some college bowl games as well. I want to go to Seton Hall and Xavier. Uh, Big East game, Seton Hall coming off of a Blowout upset victory over UConn earlier in the week. Uh, a, a really impressive win for that one. Xavier went on the road and lost and did not cover against St. John's. This is four right now. Xavier laying it against Seton Hall. 147 a total here, Alex. I like Xavier in this one. I think a bounce back spot for them and maybe Seton Hall coming off that big win over UConn. Come out a little flat here. Um, Possibly looking at the under, but Xavier's been impressive, and they have two top 10 shooters in the Big East right now. Um, I I think they can get this done here at a bounce-back spot. I am in the camp of this one where I don't like, again, I Seton Hall, great win, obviously. Big upset, helps the resume. Before that, their best win was against Mizzou, which is an NIT team at best right now. They needed a win like that. They needed to beat a team. And again, you're going to have your plenty of opportunities to do this during Big East play. And this is the gauntlet of the Big East. Xavier is, to me, a pretty average basketball team. But guess what? They're still top. And with a win today, they're going to be top 50 Kenpa. So it's a little bit difficult to go out there and say, all right, I like Seton Hall getting the points on the road coming off that big win classic fade off the big win yep. and buy a little, I don't want to say low on Xavier, but buy off the, the loss in the first conference game for the Musketeers. So uh, no thank you on that one. Again, the Big East, uh, everyone is in the top 70 in Kempom except for the two disaster teams in Georgetown and DePaul, who uh, are both 
Like Georgetown is over 500. DePaul is a special type of bad so far uh, this year. Are you I, fading them today? We'll get to that. Okay. Don't worry. We'll get, we'll get to that. That's a tease. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, start looking at the bowl games. We're about 10 minutes away from our guy, Vinny Maliulo, stepping in. A big one in Vegas as well in college hoops. Two top 20 teams battle at T-Mobile Arena, including one of the best two teams in the country in Arizona taking on Florida Atlantic. We'll discuss that and more here on Sports by the Book, South Point Studio. We work hard to provide you with all the conveniences that will make you come back again and again. Things like free parking and easy checkout from the TV in your room. While you're here, be sure to use the club card to get all the perks, comps, free meals, and cash we want to send your way. It's simply the best player's reward system in Las Vegas. Membership is quick, easy, and free, and you can start earning points for cash and comps immediately. Go to the club booth to sign up today. Also take advantage of our business center, located right by the Benny Binion statue. Print boarding passes or enjoy the convenience of our FedEx, UPS, and U.S. mail services. Just another way we're here to serve. Also during your stay, don't forget the convenience of room service. You can enjoy a delicious meal in your pajamas from the comfort of your room. Just call extension 77085 or use the room service function on the TV in your room. And if you need a ride to or from the airport, our free airport shuttle can be scheduled with the front desk at extension 73139. Please give at least a 24-hour notice to reserve. For information on strip transportation, please call our bell desk. Finally, remember us for your next business meeting, conference, or banquet. From our 80,000 square foot exhibit hall to 70,000 square feet of convention space, which includes our grand ballroom, we have everything you need. Our getaway location and commitment to exceptional value and service have cemented our popularity with business communities around the country. Thank you for staying with us. Whether for business or pleasure, we're glad you're here. And we're here to serve. South Point Hotel, Casino, and Spa, where there's something for everyone, all under one roof. Enjoy your stay. Welcome back in. It's Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Barles. Alex White is alongside. We're happy to be with you as always. Let's dive back into some college football here at the Armed Forces Bowl in Fort Worth, Texas. James Madison and Air Force. Again, a lot of absences for the Dukes in this one. This opened James Madison 3 and is now Air Force 1, uh, flipping earlier this morning to Air Force being a favorite for the first time in this one. Total 41 and a half. Again, as with these games, can't really do much of anything uh, especially with all these absences on the James Madison side coming today, Alex. Yeah, I was going to say that because at first there was a lot of players in the transfer portal, but it seemed like they were going to play. So now we're getting news that they aren't going to play. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. So I was looking at James Madison in this game because Air Force really fell apart down the stretch. We saw that they were undefeated for a minute um, and then Lost three in a row or three out of four. Um, defense that gave up more than seven yards per play in each of its final two games this season. But now with James Madison, I mean, I'd like to think this is they would rally together. It's a very good team. They were very well coached all year. They played very hard to get to this bowl game. But I wish it wasn't against a service academy here because they've done very well in bowl games over the past few years. 
So nothing for me here, but maybe I'll look at in-game. Yeah, this is probably an in- Again, most of these bowl games are in-game scenarios. It's it, With the way that the portal is, it's hard to bet these games unless if you got the information earlier in the week or you got on it earlier. Uh, now you missed the best of it with, with, with Air Force. Now, yeah. granted, I will say this, and you are right, these service academies do well for the most part in these bowl games, especially when it's even or they're more talented. I don't think they're more talented in a normal circumstance than James Madison for certain. Uh, I I really don't know. If I knew what I what type of effort I was getting out of the remaining players from James Madison with Signetti now at Illinois, in Indiana, it would be a play on James Madison. This Air Force team totally melted the last yes. month. Four straight losses, not good enough. Uh, again, losing to a collection of good and bad teams mixed in there. Uh, beaten by Hawaii, not any good. Beaten by Army, a down Army team this year, even though they made it to six wins. Yes, they lost to both of the teams that ended up making the Mountain West title game in UNLV and Boise State, but they were up big in the UNLV game. That's a game they should not have lost. And here they are uh, playing in the Armed Forces Bowl instead of, again, when they were 8-0, there was a legitimate thought, hey, they're going to be in the Fiesta Bowl. They're going to go 13-0, win the Mountain West, get that group of five bid, and here you go. They're going to go play whoever comes uh, out of the Power Five into that matchup. So, uh, again, a a pretty significant melt down the stretch by Air Force. All right, let's go to Georgia State and Utah State. Two and a half points. Utah State favored by in this one. This one's up in the blue turf in Boise. This is the Idaho Potato Bowl, as we all love it. Uh, Two and a half with with Utah State, Alex. Again, another mover. Uh, thanks to transfer portal absences for Georgia State. So I missed this part of your show yesterday. A lot of money on this game, right? Uh, yeah, Vin- Vinny will talk about it in a little bit. But yes, a lot of money on this game. So I would look at the total here. I know it's really high, but neither of these teams played great defense. Georgia State lost its last five regular season games. Combined score 209 to 93. On the flip side, Utah, all the teams they beat this year, not one of them is in a bowl game. So... This was definitely a cross-off for me between these two. We'll have to get Vinny's take on uh, where the money is coming. Here I am. He's here. Maliulo's here on the end. 30, here I am at what time is it? 26. 26. Hey, you're, right. you're, you're, you're here. That's all, all that right. matters. Um, Vinny, uh, this was, we were talking about, you, you brought the, we talked fully on the college games yesterday because we had a, a limited show. This has been one of the bigger bet games is Utah State-Georgia State game, the total especially down five points as well, and a favorite flip as we discussed. Well, I mean, yeah, Georgia State two and a half uh, on the opener, now two and a half the other way. Look, again, you know, uh, when Chris Andrews and I were in yesterday, we were talking about, you know, there's this scouring for information, right? Who's playing? I mean, and the biggest thing is who's playing right? And, right. anymore. It's, it's not, it used to be years ago, it was just about injuries, right? Uh, because everybody played in, in the bowl games, although I certainly remember when there weren't 41 bowl games. But um, the, the thing about it is now with opt-outs uh, for, for a variety of reasons, mainly now the transfer portal where there's over 2,000 players uh, in, in the transfer portal, you know, if folks uh, find some things out or they believe they found something out as to who's playing and, or who's not playing, uh, then that's that's how they move, and that th- so this is on money, and, and now that's why these games compared to the two playoff games where there are no opt outs, 
have lower limits and much quicker line movement as well. So, um, you know, you, you can call it a procedure, call it protection or whatever, but let's face it. Uh, I want to know what everybody else knows, and I have no problem if, uh, if we're all on the same page. Moving, uh, moving to the game that's here tonight, uh, we'll, we'll get back to the, uh, the, the 68 Ventures Bowl. Sure, why not? That's, that's a, a bowl we've, we've come to love through the years. But the Las Vegas Bowl, we have come to love through the years. Yeah. Uh, Utah Northwestern, Chris mentioned this yesterday. This game, would, as of yesterday, basically no action on it. Uh, with, again, this is kind of know what rosters we're getting for the most part for this. A, it's a bit more solid. These yeah. rosters are a bit more solid. Yeah, a little bit of questions on the Utah quarterbacking side coming in. All year. All year. <laughs> yeah, so that hasn't really changed. Right. I mean, this was seven down to six and a half. Hasn't really right. moved. The total's starting to bop up a little bit to 43, yep. which yep. good luck if you're betting that. Uh, Vinny, uh, it, it's strange because these are the teams that people have seen the most of this year. Uh-huh. But because of this new era of college football where these rosters are pretty fairly stable right all things considered that's why this number hasn't moved at all because the number was the most correct of these numbers because the rosters are pretty similar it speaks exactly what i was talking about right because so you have a game here where there is stability if you will and stability in terms of the rosters um now you've got a you know a number that's that hasn't moved that much and okay i mean that this is this is uh, the world in which we live in right now when it comes uh, when it comes to these bowl games. Now, I suspect there'll be some, you know, as we get closer to kickoff, the fact that the game is here is going to add to it. There'll be folks that are going to the game, uh, particularly from the uh, uh, from both schools who uh, who will be coming here for uh, for this game and and for the holiday uh, as well. They'll be uh, participating in it because uh, people love to find out too. Oh, wait, I can not only can I bet on this game, but I can bet on this game while I'm at the game. Right. You know, and and, and don't have to be residents of Nevada to open up a, a mobile account as long as they're within the state, they can open up an account and utilize it uh, with the the geofencing, right? You must be within the the borders of the state uh, the state borders to use it. So, as we get closer to it, it it it'll go, but this game is not going to move uh unless there's an announcement that, you know, maybe uh uh, one of the skill position players is uh, is ill or whatever the case may be. So this is one bet that I did make, and that I bet on the Utes, minus six here in this one. I love Kyle Whittingham. He does a fantastic mm-hmm. job with his teams. He's lost four straight bowl games, but that is because they've been playing in these higher-tier bowl games, Rose yeah. Bowl and stuff. The last mm-hmm. two competitors were Ohio State and Penn State. So this is back to their level, especially with what they had this year. We are going to get Bryson Barnes. He did great for them at quarterback this year. And their defense has been fantastic. I know Northwestern has really, you know, improved. And they overcame a lot Mm -hmm. this year. But I just think their competition was down. The Big Ten West was not any good this year. So, I think Utah's played a much tougher schedule. They've been, um, you know, they Mm -hmm. that Pac-12 was tough this year. So, I'm looking at the Utes here. Mm-hmm. Much t- much done. tougher than a lot of folks thought. Certainly, uh, uh, they surprised us even uh, in terms of uh, uh, of the power ratings of, of the of the teams, but the entire conference, yes. Alex. So, if you laid six, you got uh, uh, you laid uh, a very good number there. That's for sure. Yeah, again, not not touching this game uh, one bit. As uh, even with the state more st- stability, not 
not going for this one. In game, maybe. Jeff? Yeah, you'll be I'll, there. I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll be there. So maybe. Mm-hmm. Who knows? You're going to the game. Good. A- ask me. Ask me in six hours what I end up having. In this game. You're going to be at the game. I'm going to make the inaction price a slight favorite there. Okay, I think, Mr. Parles. I, I think slight's fine. There you go. Uh, South Alabama and Eastern Michigan. And now this line is out of control at this point. <laughs> uh, 17 and a half with South Alabama laying it in a game that's totaled 44. Uh, I, I, again, Vinny, this is just another one. Again. Numbers gone up. Yeah. Totals come down. Yeah, I just again. Right. Portal, 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 portal here. Yes. The big reason for this one on the Eastern Michigan side. Well, especially with the, some of the smaller schools, right? You've got players that are are looking to go to a bigger school that they had hopes, I think, to go to originally. And now with this realignment as well, and now we're hearing, right, uh, that the two remaining uh, Pac-12 schools, uh, Oregon State and uh, um, Stanford are, are, are going to go to the to the West Coast Conference, right? So you you've got players that are, are looking to move to uh, two bigger bigger schools, and that's where the transfer portal has come in. But again, you have a game here where uh, you know South Alabama up two points and climbing the total, which is now seventeen and a half, and the total down almost three you know uh, three points to forty four. So. Uh, it's just the kind of movement that you get with these games. Besides the opt-outs for Eastern Michigan, which I don't want to put you on the spot because you no. don't have your numbers here, but no. looking at the power ratings, Eastern Michigan was like my bottom 10 of all oh. FBS schools. So they they were already coming into this at yeah. a disadvantage. So I understand the line move. And I also was looking up how many times has South Alabama been a double-digit favorite this year? Seven times they yeah. were, which is incredible. They actually went three and four as a double-digit favorite. So nothing too much to take from that but lots of uh lots of up tempo love to get up up and down the field um yeah eastern michigan i mean yeah definitely in my bottom uh 25 alex so to definitely i mean and i'm sure we're not off by more than a couple of points on them so yeah this was uh but again you i with 41 bowl games they have to fill these games these and, and it's good listen good for the players they get an opportunity and you know, it's a recruiting uh, a chance too for the for well, the programs. And crazy things happen in bowl games. I yeah. can't imagine laying seventeen and a half. Oh no! But then again, I'll, you know, you'll be watching this game, and it'll be either low score, be close, or it'll be a blow. One thing will happen, and then and then you oh, hey, oh let, let me go check the the score, or let's see what's happening in the last two minutes, and it's you know, in overtime or something bizarre. Right. right? It's a seventeen and a half point bowl game. I, I, I mean, that's that, that's all I have to. I mean, Sums it up perfectly. I mean, come on, and it's not like it's not like we got like some mismatched Power Five. That, yeah, that it's playing a, a group of five that isn't any good. We're talking about two group of five teams now. South Alabama is a solid football team, mm-hmm. but they shouldn't be seventeen and a half against basically anyone in FBS. I, 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 just again, kind give of, me the matchups. I'll give you the numbers, no, just, and uh, folks you, I mean, uh, have at it. Just kind of just shows how, how some of these yeah. bowl games are complete farces with the with the but, with the absence. But there's there's action, right? And sure, there's something, of course there is. There's yeah. listen. There's a bowl game for everybody, <laughs> whatever the reason may be. And this is uh, this is certainly one of them. Think about it. This game's had more movement and uh, some more betting. Than uh than the Vegas bowl that we now that'll that may change as we get closer to kickoff and all but that's that is the the bowl world within which we live these days is uh is all about 
these uh, this information and uh, the uh, the transfer portal, particularly opting out. Let's go to the last bowl game of the day: Coastal Carolina and San Jose State. We knew there were going to be absences on the Coastal Carolina yeah. side. And it's finally starting to really show in the market yet again this morning. Yes. Where this popped eight and a half Yep. Uh, on this one. Now, this is, again, this was as high as 11. We're starting to, to go backwards here. Uh, but, again, this is, we're back to where we started. Yeah. Back to where we started. A ladder so, game. Up and down the ladder we go, right? Yeah. We go up and we come back down. So, overall, two, two-way action on it, which is, which is fine. And so you say, well, why, why is that? Well, there was pro- obviously... Was it maybe not exact information, speculation in terms of uh, who's in, who's out, or what's happening with the program? Uh, and, the, and the game goes up very quickly, three points. Well, now maybe, maybe there's some, some other. Uh, let's remember this, too. It's not only one team with opt-outs, right? And this right. is clearly probably a, a case of that, I think, where now both sides have uh, you know, players uh, that, are, that are not going to be involved or maybe – the information that somebody obtained or some folks obtained wasn't as accurate as they had thought. So a lot of times, too, you know, better, Alex, you've done something, you know, I'm sure over the years, if you see a price and, you, you know, you're going to, you might, you might lay a price or you might take a price. But you, if you do it in, in advance and you see the trend going that way, you have the opportunity to, to get off the game, you know, and you say, well, why would people do that? Well, look, you know, the, the information came about and. Yeah. You know, if you have the opportunity to get off it and just sacrifice the juice, uh, there's other games to, uh, to 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 get get ahead on. So uh, professionals will will do that sometimes. Sometimes you have to uh, you have to just uh, succumb to to what's going on, right? I mean, this one, yeah. this one was tough for me too yeah. to handicap. I mean, I think we're also trying to put in their motivation because we saw with Syracuse sure. they clearly didn't want to oh, be in goodness. their bowl game. Yeah. So I. You know, I thought we had two motivated teams here, both in Hawaii and Coastal Carolina. Eight and four ATS this yeah. season. Um, they did lose their last two, but to good teams. I mean, Army had finally figured it out a little yes. bit at the end, and James Madison, very good. Um, but San Jose, they won their last six, so mm-hmm. they were very impressive at the end of the season. Eight and a half, I just feel like, is a lot of points to lay here yeah. with the Spartans. But. You know, you, you brought up a good point. It used to be... a, a motivation was you know there were teams that ah i thought we were going to get into a, a new year's six game or whatever and you know the, their motivation was down everything remember we saw those boise teams for for several years get in and and just shock you know so, some power five schools and and be very competitive and, and in fact win some games um but anymore it is a completely different world with you know the environment now which is you know what is free? It's free agency. NIL slash transfer portal is free agency. So uh, schools are uh, scrambling to get uh, to get a handle on it. I want to go back to the NFL. Okay. Oh, by the way, nothing on this game. Also, the total has been bopped down five, five and a half points on the yeah. Hawaii Bowl. Uh, if it goes further down, I may actually come back on the over. 54 on the opener. And yeah, down, down to 48, 48 and a half. And a half. If, we, if, we so. get, if we get south of 48. Which I don't think is impossible. Probably, then I'm yeah. probably going to pop a pop in on the uh, on the over in that one and, and make it my second like pre flop pre flop bull bet of the season. Which uh, we're one to zero. I might I not want to just spoil that. I might want to just keep that <laughs> keep say, the unblemished. Say, say I had a perfect bull season. That the first time that ever happened, right? <laughs> uh, NFL wise, Vinny, we talked about the two games a little earlier. Uh-huh. 
Uh, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh. Uh, again, you're sitting at three. Yep. Uh, we we talked about this yesterday. You you me and Chrissy. Uh, it, it it's a difficult game. It's a game that the betters have taken up with Cincinnati, despite being without their best skill position player in Jamar Chase. Uh, it's Mason Rudolph. There's a lot going on in this game, in all honesty. I think that uh, this is, you don't usually hear about, uh, you know, coaching situation, right, in in, in Pittsburgh, typically, right, with drama. Um, You know, you have a situation, too, when I say drama also, um, you know, the whole thing with Pickens uh, going on. I, I, and Chrissy brought up a great point yesterday. I, you know, I, I said it's up to the veterans to, uh, to, you know, to get this young man and, and kind of rein him in a little bit and get him back. You know, because the team is in a, in a playoff hunt. Uh, but who is that person on the offensive side of the ball for the Steelers? And that, that's a terrific question. Um, you know, you've got terrific leaders on the defensive side, which also has some, some injuries. And then the Bengals now have turned things around, obviously, and have played their way back into it. So the loser of this game is is, is probably done uh, in, in the AFC. Uh, but you know what? I think there's there, you can make a case for both sides. Um, if three and a half shows, it's definitely a take of the number for the Steelers. I think uh, that, that'll absolutely, there's no question about that. Um, but, and, and the Bengals, look what they did, you know, their last game against the Vikings. They came back on a, on a, a remarkable uh, score and, uh, you know, without Chase, it kind of changes uh, their dynamic too. So uh, there's, there, there's something for everybody, I think, in this game, Alex. The Steelers did win the first matchup 16-10, but that kind of makes me like the Bengals even more Mm -hmm. coming into this one with revenge. It's gone up and down. Uh, You know, it was was much lower than the two and a half and now back to three. Uh, With a loss today, Pittsburgh's done. We we, we already concluded that. It just, Demi would need too many things to happen even if they want out and they're going to be underdogs next two weeks anyway in Seattle and Baltimore. Cincinnati, if they lose, I don't want to say they're done. But they would go to Kansas City, right? Dog in that game, and they would host Cleveland, where the Browns could have things locked up. But the problem at that point for Cleveland is then you're already playing the fourth quarterback anyway. Yeah. So, I, and Cleveland, the opportunity to knock out the in-state rival, may they may try to take advantage of that. Even well, if they who lost? They, they, don't forget they, they that that was a game they lost. Well, they lost Chubb, they, but they lost cl- very close, right late. So well, Cleveland won't beat Cincinnati early in the. I'm sorry, yeah. Cincinnati. I'm, I'm yeah. thinking of the Pittsburgh, yeah, the Pittsburgh, I was game, of Pittsburgh week game. Cleveland should have lost. That but, was the Deshaun Watson yeah, throws multiple pick uh, yeah, sixes game. Pardon me, but the the thing about it is, I don't I don't get that sense that the. The, uh, that Cleveland would do that. Uh, I, I don't think they would because you know, they're so far down on the quarterback I, depth chart I, that they go back to DTR yeah, and it's almost, I don't want it to say it's the same as Flacco, but they would still have a shot to win that I don't game. know. I think Flacco's better. No, Flacco's definitely Flacco, better. Right? I, I mean, agree not, so. Flacco, Flacco, it's funny. Flacco goes from the couch to, to starting and he's not even close to a bottom five quarterback at this point. Look, I mean, it just shows the quality of quarterbacks. We, we <laughs> talked about it yesterday with, with Chris you look around the league and you look at teams that have had to utilize veteran quarterbacks and they they know what's involved. They know how to prepare. They know how to play the game. They understand the game. They understand the dynamics. Um, there's, there's a lot, a lot 
that I'm not just saying the young quarterbacks can learn from these guys. There's a lot that these organizations that are out there enamored with, you know, Heisman type statistics that think they're going to, you know, things are going to flip on a dime and, and they're going to be a, a playoff contender right away. There's, there's a realization that these veteran quarterbacks provide and bring to teams. And uh, that's, that's why you're seeing these kinds of stories, Alex. Such a great point, Vinny, because, I mean, these young guys that come in and they're trying to run this offense. But yeah. look at Baker Mayfield going to Tampa Bay. And Bingo. he's got those great veterans example. with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin who have yep. done fantastic having him yep. as opposed to a young 19, 20-year-old. Yep. And, and I'm not knocking. Listen, you know you have to learn sometime. Absolutely. Though, but, but the expectations today, because we live, you know, we talked about this yesterday, and I'll, and I'll say it, you know, a bit again. And it's not a soapbox by any means, you know. But we live in such an immediate society now, right? And, and, and okay, but to expect a a rookie or a second year quarterback to come in and just flip things on a dime in the NFL with that kind of talent, that kind of speed and that kind of power and the complexity of the game, it's on, it's unreasonable, you know? Uh, and, and again, it's the same thing with some, you know, hiring and being enamored with a, a college coach, a first year coach, head coach to come in and be Andy Reed. It, it just, it doesn't work that way. It, not, not in the, not in the NFL. So, um, you know, that's why, you know, I give credit to, uh, look at Stefanski. He's stuck around. He had to learn some, uh, some, uh, some, uh, some lessons, and he's done it to his credit. And now the guy's a candidate for coach of the year with four quarterbacks, having to play four quarterbacks. Four quarterbacks. But, and the fourth one's the best and, one. And the had. fourth one is that veteran that we're, that we're referring well, well, to. Well, again, the fourth you know? one, I, again, this is kind of, alar- again, for moving forward for Cleveland, it's alarming next year. But right now, who cares? Well, that Joe Flacco goes Forget from, next year right now. Right? They're going from, to the playoffs. Oh, I get it. But Joe Flacco goes from the couch to being your best quarterback when you're paying I'm, the guy $200 million so in Watson and he was I, bad this year. I get it. That's, so, there's, there, that, it's alarming. We talk about next year. There's a lot to review for next there's year. There's a lot. Of, yeah, <laughs> there could be a lot of yeah. things to review. Yeah. Putting it politely. Yeah. Uh, going to uh, Buffalo and the Chargers. Yeah. We talked, about, we talked about this a lot yesterday mm-hmm. because this is one of those interesting ones where – the Bills opened 14. Yes. And then Chris said yesterday that a, 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 you, you took a big bet on a bad number at the Chargers. 11 and a half. At 11 and a half. Right. And now it's coming, climbing back up. Mm-hmm. It actually. Uh, we're going to need that. We're at 12 and a half, half now yeah. on this game. Mm-hmm. I, Vinny, I would not. I, 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 this is definitely getting back to 13. Oh, it's just going to yeah. be a matter of will 13 be the, uh, the buyback again? Or will it be able to go through 13 again potentially in this game? If this game was tomorrow, it would go through it. It would definitely go back. Yeah, to, yeah, we'll go through it if it was okay. tomorrow. I agree with that. Today, um, not so sure. Uh, again, it's still two scores with a with a again back to the to the professional. Now, look, the Chargers have a lot of issues, uh, no question about it. And you know, w- without their starting quarterback. And Justin Herbert, they're going with stick, but I, you know, the Bills have some, here's the thing about the Bills is they have actually responded to the next man up mentality, right? I mean, Micah Hyde is, 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 is going to miss this game too. They lose somebody else this week. 
Um, and they're they're on a, on a on a terrific run right now. They're on a terrific run because they can match scores, right? They could score. That's uh, you know, they I think they've realized. Listen, as as decimated as our defense is with the injuries, um, at least you know they they can they can be competitive because they can score, Alex. So they're they're not out of games. The thing is, the Chargers they they can't do anything right these these days, and and in, 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 including scoring, uh, particularly without Herbert. And the Bills are they're using Josh Allen correctly. They aren't yeah. Yeah. depending on him or he has taken a step back kind of and yeah. not thought he has to do everything on mm-hmm. offense. So they have done very well with that. I heard um Chris say yesterday, which I thought was very interesting, teasing the Chargers up, getting them even over that seventeen number. Well, if you if you you know, if it gets to let's say thirteen well, yeah. even if you tease them right now with, you know, let's say you you get if you take Hey, there's, you know, you're laying less juice at six. You're, you're getting two and a half touchdowns, right? Better than two and a half touchdowns. So for the folks that, uh, like to tease, you know, you can, like, like I told Frank Nicotero, so he only bets overs, right? Well, you, Frank know, you, could, you could, you could, you could tease dogs too. Yeah. So, all right, Vinny, before we let you go back to yeah. work, I want to ask you about the really good hoops game. Yes. Just down the road. Arizona. Here. Era the uh, the desert, I, I, what is it, the desert classic today, or whatever we're calling this game here at T-Mobile, Arizona, Florida Atlantic, really, really good game. Yeah, and I, all I'll say here is I was hoping to get some more points than we are with Florida Atlantic. I was really hopeful. Six and a half's not enough. I was hoping for eight. I really was, but. This is a, and again, we, you and I, we've talked about this. Arizona, even with the mm-hmm. loss last week to Purdue, yeah, still number one in my ratings over mm-hmm. Purdue. With yeah, Purdue coming. Purdue made a statement. That, that no, Purdue look, impressed per, me in that per, game. Purdue and they Arizona, are, to me, are pretty clearly one, two with Connecticut three. And mm-hmm. then after that, you can do whatever you want in the rankings. Kansas, you can. Kansas, Houston, there. like there's a bunch of teams. Like if you want to, mm-hmm. you want to put them at four. I'll yeah. listen. But after after it, it's Arizona, Purdue, small gap, UConn. Again, a little gap, and then do whatever you want. This is a testament to how good Florida Atlantic is. Yes. The fact that this is a neutral, Mm -hmm. but let's be honest with ourselves. If there's going to be actual people rooting for teams that don't have bets on them in this game, it's going to be 90% Arizona fans at this game. This is an Arizona home game. No question. And the fact that this is only six and a half is a testament to how highly rated this Al's team really is in power ratings. They're they're outstanding. Um, again, it's 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 a <laughs> talk about the transfer portal over the last couple of years. They, and, they didn't and, and lose recru- anyone <laughs> and recruiting. No, but I mean, just what, when yeah. when in over the last couple of years, the, uh, the kids that have gone there, it's good. it's just been a great a great recruiting job as well. Um, and it's a style of play that that these kids like that like. So that then that's another reason why they're staying right. And look at the success they had a year ago. Uh, in, in the tournament, and yeah, that's that's why there's so much balance too, right? In 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 college hoops, right? But it, look, let's face it, there's there's more than double the amount of uh, D1 programs in in college basketball as there are in in, uh, in college football, and there's a lot of opportunities. And what the tournament has done over the last few years with its balance, its unpredictability, you know. You, that UMBC win a few years back over Virginia in the first round, and the you know um, Loyola Chicago's of the world have really 
said, you know what, I, we, we can go to places as, as players and, and make a difference. And, uh, and here's a class, classic example of it. But this will be this will this will good game. By the way, the total is up on this game too, and I don't I think that's just a real surprise. That's not a shock. Yeah. Up uh, one sixty four and a half and climbing. Well, so. well, you know it's interesting. Open one sixty three. And, and Alex, we actually again we talked about this earlier in the week when Arizona played Alabama, where that total was was at, at halftime. I don't think I've ever seen a, a college basketball total with a ninety six half second half total. Well, it's Alabama. No, I understand. I mean, that. I mean they. I understand. They that. They, and that was an eighty-one point. They play like an old ABA team. Look, look it was an eighty-one point first half yeah. where Alabama couldn't make a shot, and then of mm-hmm. course the second half goes way the heck under because Alabama continually couldn't make a shot. Yeah, they made their first uh, uh, few, and that was and the that end. was it. Yeah. Uh, you know the and you mentioned with Florida Atlantic, Vinny, and, and this is the one thing that makes them interesting, where they can beat you in any style. They yeah. rather play fast. Yep. But if they wanted to say, you know what? We're going to try to slow Arizona down and we're going to try to make okay. this a slower game. They're capable of doing that. Now, Arizona's talent may end up winning out in that game. Yes. And part of the reason that it's six and a half, I'm not taking anything here. But it is a Florida Atlantic team that if they were like, you know, we're going to try to go shot for shot with Arizona, they're capable of doing it because they're used to playing fast. Every, uh, all but three of their games have been 70 possessions plus this year. Mm-hmm. No, it's a good point, Jeff. And, I think though, the thing about that is they they will probably pick their spot. if they do decide to kind of take the ball the air out of the ball a little bit, um, they'll have to mix in the opportunity to run because when you take the air out of the ball, Arizona's size I think is a is a bigger advantage for them in, in that style, right? So, um, you know, I I think it'd be a little bit of a of, of a balance. I'm not so sure to be exactly one way or the other because uh, that plays that could also play into because Arizona will adjust as well right let's face it we saw them adjust the other day against Alabama yes, you know, they so, did. yeah still again these pollsters are great Arizona loses a basically a road game to Purdue goes from one to four yeah that that makes sense okay. that makes a lot of sense I once I, again go ahead and say it go ahead and say it. We're polls <laughs> don't determine prices yeah. go ahead okay we That's need it. We need that on a. We need a T-shirt. Like I. That. I don't know. I'm sure. That, I'm sure the tailors are working on it. <laughs> sure. Positive. Oh man. Yes. Yes. Arizona's worse than Kansas and Houston. Come on. <laughs> Vinny, pleasure as always. Always we'll good. See, we'll Keep see it you up. Tom- Keep up we'll, the good work. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Yeah. Uh, as we yeah. go fully into. Ho the ho. Yes. That's right. Almost. Almost two days away from Christmas Day here uh, across the planet. All right, Alex. Before we go here. Uh, I do want to go back to some hoops. We just mentioned Arizona and FAU. I didn't do anything. You didn't do anything either. And that I really was hoping for an eight. That was what I was hoping for. for a nice flat eight on the Florida Atlantic. We're not going to get there. No, because of a, it's it's the same theory as Alex playing blackjack the other day. He asked for the proper one. The dealer gives you one one too many. If uh, if I ask for nine, Florida Atlantic will lose by ten. This will be what happens, right, Vinny? Don't ask. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Vanderbilt Memphis, real quick. Uh, this is a, a testament to how bad Vandy has been. Yes. And I like Memphis. I think they're a solid NCAA tournament team. Them in Florida Atlantic is going to be, if that's what we get in the AAC, throughout the AAC for the run for the top of that league, we've done very well. But they, sh- they, they Vanderbilt should not be 16 and a half against anyone other than maybe a top flight SEC team in conference. 
But they're 16 and a half against Memphis today. This and it just shows that this is falling apart here on Jerry Stackhouse there in Nashville. I didn't do anything on this. The only thing I consider would doing if we get over 150 on the total, I would come back on the under. If we get over back over 150 again, uh, which so you're uh, saying we, 16 and a half is too, mi- too I, I, much? I, I, no, I think it's fine. Yeah, I think it's, it's the just right a, number. It's just a testament to what Vanderbilt is. They're just not good. Uh, I, if we get to 151. I'll probably go under here, Alex. We're at 150 at some shops, but mostly 149 and a half like here. I'm with you, though. I think it's the right number. I do like this Memphis team, and they've really um, built off of what they did at the end of last year. Um, So, yeah, I think the number's right. No interest in taking the dog in this one or laying that many, but interesting about the total. I'll Uh, keep a lookout for that. They're they're a good, they're a uh, Memphis good team. Memphis can, again, beat you many ways. Want to play fast, but they beat you with high end defense. Uh, so far this year. All right, DePaul and Villanova, you asked it. I have to get to it. Uh, 11 and a half. Villanova laying it. Villanova just, you cannot figure out this Nova team this year. Where, went on the road to a very difficult place to play in Omaha and beat Creighton in overtime. They have also lost to Penn, Ken Palm 181. Drexel, Ken Palm 127. St. Joe's, 79 in Ken Palm, and 69th, Kansas State. And then you have wins over North Carolina, Creighton, Memphis on, on the ledger. Now they go to DePaul. DePaul is unfathomably bad. And kind of shocking that Stubblefield uh, still has his job even of now. Betters bet DePaul initially from 12 to 11, now to 11 and a half. I would only take DePaul in this game. Wow. I, I, I'm not going to bet it. Because I don't really feel like having a ticket on DePaul in the account. But I, it feels like too many points, especially where it feels like you're buying high on Villanova after that upset win against Creighton. You're right. I mean, you would expect a little bit of a letdown from Villanova, but I just can't get there with DePaul. I mean, they beat Louisville two games ago, but that they've only won two games this year, two and eight on the season. Not a good team. One of those wins against Louisville as well, so. Really, uh, really shows you what uh, what they really are. All right, UConn. Before we go today, UConn. We do have to get a couple good hockey games in too. Oh well, then I'll, we'll, we will we'll get those in before we go. Then now, St. John's in Connecticut, eleven and a half with the Johnnies. Uh, Donovan Klingen uh, is uncertain after suffering an injury in the Seton Hall loss for UConn. It's still eleven and a half with UConn at home, one forty eight. 147 and a half at other shops. Nothing for me here on this one, Alex. This feels about right. And if Klingon plays, this will uh, will go up more likely than not. Yeah, I think UConn bounces back here. I was on them the other night when when they lost that game, but feels like a good bounce back spot. And we asked our guy, Matt, the other night on Thursday, and he said he didn't make anything of that loss as well. He has UConn still as the top one or two team in the country, right? Yeah, I mean, look, three. There's, no, there's nothing wrong with that. I, again, it, for me, it's they're three. Uh, Arizona, Purdue are better. UConn, even though they lost a whole bunch of guys, has the pedigree of actually going there and winning it, obviously, last year. Purdue still needs to get over that, lose the team you have no business losing to in the NCAA tournament for three consecutive years. Yes. Uh, thing. All right, before we go, Alex has hockey here, guys. Well, there's a big game on the board, and that's uh, Vegas Golden Knights going to Florida take on the Panthers. This is the first time these two have met since the Stanley Cup series. Um, Vegas still scoring goals in game five, guys. They are. 
9-3 final, I believe that was. Uh, I might be a little off on that. But, yeah, I like this one under the 6.5 because I think it's going to be a defensive battle coming out hot. Um, but if you're looking at the over, which Sean is actually on the opposite side of this, um, I would wait. Wait it out that first period. I don't think we're going to see too many goals in that, if any. So if you are, you'll get a much better number after the first period. Um, there is another over I really like, and that's the Dallas Stars, Nashville Predators. I like that over six. I believe it's six and a half here at this spot. But if you can find six at your book, the Stars are 20 and 11 to the over, five and 0 in their last five. Wedgwood will get the start for the Stars. He's eight and two to the over this year. Predators are six and one to the over versus division opponents. I took the Flyers the other night against the Preds, and the Preds um, won that one four to two. So. I failed to mention that they are very hot right now as well. Those are your hockey plays. Those are the hockey and, plays. And I have nothing. Shocker. Nothing on the hockey. And and the only... the, good NBA games, though. But I'm sure you're not betting, but you, any you, you're watching. Yeah, I mean, Bucks are two against the Knicks. That gets going in, a, in an early tip at Madison Square Garden today. Uh, of course, uh, those two teams, playing on, they're playing on Christmas, too, against each other at the Garden. They really? Really stacked both of the, the Bucks Knicks games in two days within each other, with one of them being a Christmas a Christmas Day game. Great, great work there, NBA. Uh, other a, than a that, lot of interest, though. I I mean, I definitely have interest in watching both. Oh, no, I mean, they watch them on Christmas Day. I'm not going to watch them today when there's a well, there's an NFL on on that day as well. Uh, Clippers in Boston also an early tip. Clippers playing much better. Uh, Clippers two and a half point favorite or two and a half point dogs at home against the Celtics. Uh, Lakers in Oklahoma City. Again, OKC's been this awesome story so far this year. Three-point favorites. Thunder are at home against the Lakers. And then Sacramento and Minnesota, where Sacramento annihilated Phoenix last night. And uh, now uh, on their way uh, to uh, taking on the Timberwolves, who are the number one seed in the Western Conference entering the weekend. So there are a bunch of good NBA games today that, again, I don't bet pre-flop NBA unless it's something really weird pops up. By the way, Pistons, if you're interested, looking to avoid NBA history tonight are nine and a half point underdogs against the Brooklyn Nets on a 25-game losing streak. Alex, do you want the plus 350 before we get out of here? No, thank you. We agree. We'll see you tomorrow at 9 a.m. Sports by the Book, NFL Preview Week 16. Enjoy your Saturday, everyone. We're back tomorrow, Alex and I. Thanks to Sean and Ann doing great work as always back there. Alex? See you tomorrow. Okay. Good luck on your bets. See you guys tomorrow. Sports by the book, South Point Studio.